Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Hey, this is John C. John, pastor of Tana Creek Community Church, Mumbai, India. It is indeed a blessed privilege to be preaching with God's word, the Bible, as my foundation. I want to thank you for tuning in. I believe that you will never be the same again as you hear the message and allow God to impact you. Welcome back to the series on Sin, Sinner and Savior. You're listening to the fourth part in the series, God Cannot Tolerate Sin. I believe the first three part of the series was a blessing in your life. And that would be the reason why you have come back to listen to these podcasts again. I pray that you would be blessed. As I mentioned, today we'll be talking about God Cannot Tolerate Sin. The fourth part in the series on Sin, Sinner and Savior. Man brought sin into the world. He is the sole responsible person for sin and its consequences. God was forced to drive Adam and Eve out of the garden in Eden. The garden in Eden was the place of holiness, perfection, rest, love, fellowship and so on. It was heaven on earth. It was a place where God was spending time with Adam and Eve. If my understanding is right, no animals lived in the garden. It was the home of Adam and Eve alone. Obviously, God was also part of the home. As I said before, it was heaven on earth. The animals lived outside the garden. So Adam and Eve would go out occasionally, meet with all the animals and explore the land and would come back. But the garden was their home. The garden had everything that they needed. God met with them in the garden. The devil wanted Adam and Eve to go against God. He was jealous of the wonderful relationship God had with Adam and Eve. Since he lost his place with God and was driven out of heaven, he wanted the same to happen to Adam and Eve. Thus, destroy the plans of God and bring grief upon God. In earlier topics, we learned that Satan was victorious in getting Adam and Eve to disobey God. Thus, sin came into the world. And God had no choice but to send both Adam and Eve out of the garden. The garden experience was an eternal life experience. Adam and Eve had brought in sin and that means eternal death. God created man to be eternal but eternal death was not God's plan. Now if man lives in the garden, he will eat of the fruit from the tree of life and live eternally but that eternally will be in sin, life in sin. Man has to pay the price for disobeying God. Even today, when we look around and when we see the pain people go through in their lives, we must realize that sin has made this happen. Adam and Eve had to leave the garden, their heavenly home. Now, when they walked out of their home, the outside world was not like before. There was danger everywhere. God was getting ready to save man from the sinful life he has fallen into. God did not just step out of the scene. God, I would say, stepped more really into the scene to help man. But man needs to understand the meaning of disobeying God. He must face the consequences of his choice. But God did not abandon man. Please underline that. God did not abandon man. He hated sin. 
but he did not abandon the man who committed sin adam and eve did not accept that they had committed a mistake they blamed the other person for the sin they did adam blamed eve eve blamed the serpent god wants us to recognize our sins even those who have not murdered or committed adultery will find themselves convicted of lying or of worshiping false idols like wealth or power which is no which they consider is more important than god only when we understand our weaknesses will we consider relying on the atoning sacrifice of jesus christ when you read romans chapter 1 verses 18 to 32 you will come across a you know this passage which describes the sin man is doing and you would you know be able to clearly see that god cannot tolerate sin god cannot tolerate sin and you would ask why because sin is not part of god's creation sin is not part of god's creation When we read Genesis chapter 6 verses 5 to 7 we read about the story where the flood came on the earth for the first time Genesis chapter 6 verses 5 to 7 let me read it out for us the lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil so lord was sorry he had ever made them and put them on the earth the lord was sorry of whom the lord was so- sorry that he made man and put man on the earth it broke his heart and the lord said i will wipe this human race i have created from the face of the earth yes i will destroy every living thing all the people the large animals the small animals that scurry along the ground and even the birds of the sky I am sorry I ever made them. You see that? Because of man's sin, God is sorry about the entire creation that he created. God dis- decides to destroy his creation because of man's sin. You see, God cannot tolerate sin. When you read Genesis chapter 13 verse 13 and chapter 18 verses 20 and 21 and chapter 19 we will come across the story of Sodom and Gomorrah these two cities were filled with wickedness and when you read these references you will get to know that the amount of wickedness that they were doing was so much that it reached up to god and god couldn't tolerate and so god decided to destroy these cities along with everyone living there and do you know how god destroyed sodom and gomorrah he rained sulfur and fire from heaven and destroyed these cities these cities don't exist not on this planet anymore because the wickedness in them was so much i tell you my friends god cannot tolerate sin let me repeat it again god cannot tolerate sin destruction will come in when you read another passage in genesis chapter 15 verse 16 and exodus chapter 23 verses 32 and 33 let me repeat those references genesis chapter 15 verse 16 and exodus chapter 23 verses 32 and 33 you will come across you know this a place where god says why he wanted to destroy the people of the land of canaan 
Why? Because even their wickedness, everything they did was beyond God's tolerance. Now when the people living in Canaan began to sin beyond God's tolerance, God sent the Israelites to destroy them. Most of you may even think, why is the God of the Bible a God who kills people? God did not create people to kill them. But when God cannot tolerate the sin we human beings do, then what do you and I expect God to do? Just sit in heaven and just keep looking at us? No, God created a sinless world, a world full of joy, happiness, peace. Not a world full of greed and murder and adultery and rape and stealing and lying and jealousy and hatred. No. So when people sin and when that sin goes beyond God's tolerance, God will step into the scene. Even when Israelites began to sin, God did not just forgive them and just let them go. No, God went beyond his love. He couldn't tolerate it anymore and God even punished them. God allowed other kingdoms to come and fight with them and, and overpower them and cause destruction and capture them and take them as captives to, you know, to the enemy nations because even the chosen people, Israelites, because we, you know they sinned. And even when God's chosen people sin, don't expect God to just sit there with his folded hands. No, he will step into the scene and he will teach them to, you know, to obey him. Because obeying God is a blessing in our lives. When you read Romans chapter 1 verses 18 to 32, which I had mentioned before, when you read this passage, you will be able to see God's anger. Even now, God's anger and hatred towards sin is visible. Actually, God does not need to act against wickedness. Many of us would think that way that God is acting. Since man did not take sincere care of God's creation, we are experiencing or witnessing the after effect of man's selfish nature and greedy lifestyle. What, is, what are the sins man is greatly involved in? What is it that God cannot tolerate? God cannot tolerate ungodliness and unrighteousness. Why? Because the ones who know the truth, they are suppressing the truth with their wrong intentions. What truth did they know? They knew about godliness. They knew about righteousness. They, they knew that all that they're doing is filled and there is something more than that. But they're suppressing it for their selfish desires, for their wrong desires, for them to you know, have their needs fulfilled or their wants. I, I would say not needs, but I, you know wants. Their greedy wants to fulfill that. They will suppress the truth. The ones who had these understandings of God, they have suppressed it with their ungodliness and unrighteousness. Now, no one can say that they do not know God or we have no understanding about the true living God. When you read Romans chapter 1, verses 20, 21 and 22, we come across this. No one can say, that they do not know about this great God, this living God, there's a good God, there's a righteous God. No one can say they have no understanding about Him because when you read this passage, you will get to know God has revealed everything that man should know about Himself. No, man should know about God in God's own creation. God has revealed everything that man should know about God in God's own creation. What are the few things you can see in God's creation? By looking at that, no, you would be able to say there is a God. First thing, the beauty in the creation. 
the very beauty that you see in the creation will tell you there was an amazing person who was able to create something so beautiful the wisdom second one the wisdom found in the creation can you imagine the wisdom that is used to make this amazing creation what wisdom that is god my friend by looking at the wisdom used in creation you will know there is somebody great not only just creation no not only just creating but the sustaining power in the creation there is somebody who is able to sustain everything not just that the fourth point the quality in creation the third point is the sustaining power the fourth point the quality in creation this is not some you know duplicate or this is not some you know uh, without guarantee creation this is god's guarantee stamped on it quality in creation and the fifth one the life we see in this creation can you tell me is there anyone on earth who can actually produce life even our own life you know how long can we you know extend it we need some you know man made equipments you know that that is required to extend our life a few more years but even then you have to pay you know billions of you know rupees or dollars uh, or euros to keep yourself alive and how many of us are ready to do that because it's going to cost you everything but with god he gave us life freely because god is the source of life god is the source of beauty god is the source of wisdom god has the sustaining power god he is quality and in him is life when you look at all of this everyone will be spellbound when you think about it you will look for that one person who has all of this and who's able to do all of it there is somebody and we call him god many have understood this but those that have understood this god they did not and are not living a life that reveals this true god they sought their own name they went after their own name their own fame and glory but did not give god the glory due to his name they were not living a life of thankfulness to god no amount of gratitude towards god as a result the wisdom that man has and is proud about has and is backfiring in simple words i would like to say the wisdom that man is using that wisdom is actually causing damage to him today man thinks he is wise man uses god given wisdom for selfishness and now all these technologies and invention is not able to protect man man's plans are now coming out of a darkened heart every plan that man has is coming out or is made or created out of a darkened heart when i say a darkened heart it is a heart that has no place for god it's a heart that does not glorify god it's a heart that does not have a gratitude towards god when we read psalm 53 verses 1 to 3 we read this the fool says there is no god who says the fool says there is no god let me read the entire passage for us to understand only fools say in their hearts there is no god they are corrupt and their actions are evil not one of them does good god looks down from heaven on the entire human race he looks to see if anyone is truly wise if anyone seeks god see if anyone is truly wise if anyone seeks god now if somebody is wise that person will seek god that's the meaning if anyone is truly wise 
that person will seek God. But what has happened? Verse 3. But no, all have turned away. All have become corrupt. No one does good, not a single one. Why? Because now they're living a life of foolishness. They do not want to believe in God. There is a God, but they are not bothered. So they say in their heart, they want to believe. They force it upon themselves and they want to believe there is no God. Man wanted to become wise in the Garden of Eden and he ended up becoming a fool. The Bible says that foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 15. So when a, when a, when a child is born, when, 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 when a baby is born, when a human is born, right from birth, there is foolishness that is binding the heart of a child. The foolishness in man has driven man to worship anything or any being. That's exactly what you see in Romans chapter 1 verse 23. The foolishness in man, that is driving him to worship anything or any being. So when man is worshipping anything and worshipping any being, how can God sit in heaven and just, you know, just, just sit quietly? He cannot tolerate my friend. He cannot tolerate it because God created you and me to worship him. We are the outcome of God's love. He loved us and that's why he wanted us to be born. That's why he created us. But when we forget the one who has created us and we go in our own direction, what happens? He cannot sit there and just to ignore. When any parent sees their child is not listening to them and we go against them and we do anything that would not make the parents happy, what generally happens? The parent's heart is broken. And finally, when that child does anything that is beyond you know, toleration, what does the parent say? You are no more my child. Get out of our house. When a parent can say that to a child who they did not create but just gave birth, how much more would it pain God? He really loves us, but he cannot tolerate sin that man is doing. And so as a result of man's sin, man is bearing the consequences of all the sin he is doing. God didn't want us to suffer. For those who sin, they suffer because of sin they did. Because when you touch fire, your, your finger would be burned. Similarly, when you sin, the outcome or, or the result of sinning is, is painful, my friend. It's not easy. God can tolerate us, but God can't tolerate sin. And so when you and I are bent on sinning, what would God do? He will just let you to go and sin. In one of my upcoming parts in the series, I will be talking about God allowed us to continue in sin because he, he was fed up of trying to stop us. My friend, God loves you, but God hates sin. God cannot tolerate sin. May the Lord richly bless you as you continue to listen to all the podcasts and get yourself nourished in God's word so that you can go and be a blessing for others.